0: Everybody has their drum corps origin story. This summer, we'll meet a man with a unique story from Ireland. We're going to let Keith Kelly take over the field pass this summer, and we're going to meet him next. Welcome to this special edition of the Field Pass. I'm Dan Potter on a very unusual 2020. Uh, By now, the cores would be on the road and the season would be underway, and we'd be bringing you as many Field Pass podcasts as possible during the season. Because of the cancellation of the season and the pandemic, it's going to give this uh, adult drum corps fan his first summer since he's been an adult to go do something else. And I think I'm going to take advantage of that and maybe go go do some camping or have a real adult vacation that doesn't involve pageantry. I don't know how that's done, but we'll figure it out. But that's my plan this summer. I'll be around, and we will be talking, trust me. Uh, But in the meantime, I want to turn over the reins of the field pass to this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet Keith Kelly. Hi, Keith. Nice to see you again, Dan. Good to see you, sir. We first met last summer. You gave me... Give me a little souvenir. Keith is from Ireland and uh, was handing out these, I think it's pronounced Fadoogs?
1: Fadoog, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah
0: a, it's tin whistle. A tin a whistle.
1: whistle.
0: I, I can't bring myself to take it out of the packaging and, and make horrible sounds with it because I'm, I I know that that's what it would sound like initially. But you say YouTube videos are the way to go to learn how to play the thing, huh?
1: YouTube, you, you learn everything from YouTube these days, you know?
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> or online or maybe even in a podcast. And that is why we... Are here. Chris Weber was talking to me as what are we going to do with a field pass this summer? And Chris had an idea. He had been talking to Keith Kelly about what he's doing in Ireland, how he discovered Drum Corps, and what he's doing in terms of putting that story into a podcast. Now, we're going to work our way through all of that, but we have to understand you first, Keith. Um, mm-hmm. You live in Ireland.
1: Yeah, so I'm from Dublin, capital city, but I'm living on the west coast of Ireland these days. And uh, yeah, I I first found Drum Corps um, about five years ago, beginning of 2015, but I had been playing professionally with the military here for 12 years before that, Um, so it's not as if I didn't know what marching was, you know, I had marched in uh, European tattoos for years, but... I I I had never come across drum corps before that. So I'd sort of mostly be working with wind bands, concert bands, military marching bands here for years. Uh and still do. I still work with a lot of those type of bands um to this day and do some guest conducting. But it's, it's only been
0: 5 years since you discovered DCI?
1: Yeah. Um I was asked to come in and uh conduct a group here in Athlone in Ireland. Um uh, John Denovi of DCI, he came over to help uh, a, a small Irish corps get ready to go over to Indianapolis, the uh, Atlone Ravens, and they had commissioned a new show, commissioned new music, but. The director, um, as as great as he was working with the kids, really hadn't got the skill set for conducting a brand new score and and teaching a brand new score to the kids. So uh, the composer of the the, the piece of music, uh, Brendan Breslin, uh, advised that maybe they they bring me in to conduct the kids and teach them. And that's when I went and did my first drum corps camp and just absolutely fell in love with the way that we were teaching the kids i had never been involved in that sort of a camp before where we just worked so hard over the course of three days and um, with a final product or part of a final product at the end of it and i was just i was hooked
0: yeah. john Denovi, uh, knowing him probably brought some dvds with or some links to some great drum corps shows did he sit you down and show you what world-class drum corps looked like
1: he, he he did yeah so I got the 2011 DVD and I got the 2014 DVD and by the time that he came back over he came back over a couple of months later and I was able to tell him some of my favorite shows from the last 10 years and you know talking about the rules conference and I was just after being completely hooked I think I watched every single hype video that I could find as well and it, it coincided with me starting a new job at the time as well which was af- I was after taking over being the director of of the band that I had grown up in here in Ireland, uh, the Artane Band up in Dublin, which is a very famous marching band here in Ireland because they march in the National Stadium in Crow Park at all of the Gaelic sports games. Uh. So funnily, D- John introduced me to DCI, but I introduced him to Gaelic sports. And now he comes over to Ireland three or four times a year to see Irish hurling and Irish football.
0: One of my bucket lists is to see a European military tattoo. Can you describe that for me?
1: Yeah, so actually that that very first year of working with Drum Corps um, and teaching these kids in both the Athlone Ravens and in the Artane Band, we combined them to perform at the Belfast Tattoo. And they're much smaller arenas, of course, they're they're very small spaces and it's a 360 degree or maybe three sides of a 360 degree space. And so you're performing to to everyone and everyone's everyone's very close. If you've ever been to Edinburgh and been to that space where the Edinburgh tattoo is held, it's it's very small. So Mm. it feels very, very intimate when people
0: are there actually perform performing, you know. Yeah, and light shows that go with the performances too sometimes. Fireworks, lights, yeah. uh,
1: you know, it's it's you know, we've had I've seen so many different types of groups at these tattoos as well. We've had there's a famous Dutch band that do their whole show on bicycles. You know, there's um, there's the, there's the red devils that go around on little motorbikes. They're all kids under the age of 10, I think. And they're all in tiny little motorbikes. So there's just
0: lots of um variety at these tattoos. Well, with with that kind of variety in a military tattoo, what was it about drum corps that got you hooked? What what? What spoke to you? So, uh, number w- the first thing
1: was just the way, as as I mentioned earlier on, the way that we had actually instructed the kids. Uh, I, I I just bought into it from the beginning. It it it, it struck a chord with me, um, and it was a way that uh, I hadn't seen um, any Irish groups or European groups being being taught in a way that was trying to sort of inspire them to be better you know, and to be the, as good as they can possibly be. Um, I mean, we do have that, but it's not as as clear as that message that, that we were giving that weekend. Uh. And then I think what I also fell in love with when I started watching a lot of the shows was that I'm a big musical theater guy. I do a lot of pit orchestra work and uh, I, I, I perform around the country at various different musicals and so on. And uh, this was a marriage of the marching bands that I was after growing up with military bands and all of that tradition with theater. And I had never seen that before. I had never seen storytelling. I mean, as as, as much variety as there is in these European military tattoos, they're not sending a message through their show a lot of the time. They're not telling a story. And that's, that's what I absolutely fell in love
0: with. Everybody has their drum corps origin story. For me, it was 1978 at the uh, Young Men's Christian Association. It's in the US, the YMCA. They're basically neighborhood athletic facilities. And I had been at the, at the Y in my neighborhood uh, playing racquetball and came out, was waiting for a ride home When I looked over and there was this whole group of about 20 kids just sitting down cross-legged on the floor watching PBS, which is not something that you would normally see at a YMCA. And I went over to see what it was. Well, it was the DCI broadcast. And um, I called my mom and said, don't come pick me up for a couple hours. And I sat there and watched it. That was 1978. I marched in 79, 80, 81 and have been in love with and part of drum corps ever since. So that's, and I think my origin story is pretty typical. The PBS broadcast, the ESPN broadcast, the DVDs, that's what turns most American young people on to this activity now, YouTube videos and the like. But it's this story, Keith, of the way you discovered Drum Corps, that's the fodder for the podcast you put together, Correct.
1: Yeah, so I suppose we've all been in lockdown across the world over the the, the last number of months. And on March 16th, the day before St. Patrick's Day, Um, I was due to have quite a number of marching bands come over to Ireland and take part in that parade. And unfortunately, that wasn't to happen. So what I did was I did some live streams with all of the directors um, that were due to be over. And we talked on um, my platform, Bands of Ireland. And we just, you know, started talking about how they were going to cope over the next couple of weeks, which we thought it was going to be a few weeks at the time. And those live streams continued. And we started the Global Band Room podcast and it's just really developed since then. So um, I really wanted to do something with drum corps because I was fascinated with with the activity and with, with the season being cancelled. I thought, well, there's never been a better chance for me to go and learn more about the activity before the next season. And so this is where the idea of finding drum corps came from. It's my story about finding drum corps and continuing to learn about it. But it's also the this, this story of all the various different guests that I've had uh, interview for. It. it. They're talking about how they have found it and how they've been impacted it, uh, by it
0: through their lives. What kind of guests are we talking about? Are Europeans, Americans, both?
1: Yeah, both really, yeah. So we've had Dan Atchison on. We've had John Meaton and Mark Nichols. We've had Thompson Vu, ex-drum major with Boston Crusaders. Austin, yeah. We've had uh, Peyton Grunsky, who was the drum major with uh, Bluecoats mm-hmm. last year. Uh, and then we've had Ushin Malloy uh, in Ireland. He's the chairperson of the Irish Marching Band Association. And Alan Thompson, the chairman of Drum Corps UK too. So it is sort of an international... Uh, perspective on
0: drum corps. Well, I'm curious, can can we hear a little bit of the show? Yeah, absolutely.
1: In January 2015, I cautiously took my first steps into a world that would change how I felt about music, performance and education. As a 31-year-old military musician, I had spent my life marching, performing and teaching, and had grown up admiring and idolizing Irish and British military bands. I'd never seen or even heard of Drumcore. Well, this all changed in 2015 when I was asked to conduct a local group here in Ireland who were preparing for a potential tour to Indianapolis and I was introduced to DCI, its people and its way of instructing that honestly had been missing from my life. Over the course of that one weekend I witnessed young teenagers be completely transformed and myself along with it. That very next week, and ever since, I've been on a journey to find out everything that I could about this activity. From the performers and instructors, to the shows and designers, from the instruments and uniforms to the fans, and the thousands of inspiring stories that come with the activity of Drum Corps. Over this series, I'll be digging into all of it, to find out what makes DCI so special, and excites not only me, but hundreds of thousands of fans the world over. This is finding drum corps.
0: Okay, consider me uh, as we say in the broadcast business, teased. I want to know more. I want to hear more. Uh, who's your first guest?
1: So the first episode is all about that first exposure. So I wanted to retrace my steps and talk a little bit about little bit about. Um, how I found Drum Corps, introduce people to my story like, like we are now. Um, the very first pe- person you hear speaking on it is my producer, Mallory Anderson. Mallory is an um, alumni of the Blue Knights and she's living here in Ireland now and she's been part of a, a number of different festivals that I've organized and we've, we've struck a friendship. So when I decided to do this, I called her and said, Mallory, I need some help uh, to put this podcast together. But the very first true guest for the podcast is Mark Nichols. Uh, brass caption head with Santa Clara Vanguard and what's really interesting is that he had a pretty unconventional start in drum corps too you know um, I ask everyone that same question how did you find drum corps and many people say the same as you the PBS broadcast or their high school director showing them videos Uh, but Mark uh, had had a similar initial introduction and then just got a phone call mid-season to go and play Contra with Santa Clara Vanguard. Did that one year, really enjoyed it, and then didn't find himself back until he was instructing many, many years later. Um, But it impacted him that much that it stayed with him for... For years until he was instructing first with the blue Coats and then onto Santa Clara vanguard, so it was it was really interesting because when you contrast that with people that have been part of this their whole lives, you know his counterpart at Blue Devils with John Meaton couldn't be any more different And his whole story and that 's what i really enjoyed you, you know um, There are common threads throughout the whole season, but it's actually those differences and those unique stories that are making the whole thing uh, a lot of fun to 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 explore.
0: I'll listen to it just for the accent, dude. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, but it,
1: you know what? We've got quite a few accents on it. So, <laughs>
0: Keith, we do something here on the Field Pass. We call the Box 5 Deep Dive. Five questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Are you willing to play along? Yeah, absolutely. Question number one. What's your favorite drum corps show of all time? Well, I mean, I've only
1: been watching drum corps since 2015. And I've seen two years of it live. So I'm going to definitely go with one of the live shows, which was Babylon in 2018. Um, it blew my mind. And I went to a reception after it. And I was asked to kind of talk at that reception. And all I could say was it was the greatest 10 minutes of entertainment of my life. So uh, definitely Babylon 2018.
0: All right. that's I, I don't think anybody's going to argue with you on that one. <laughs> What's the best meal you've ever eaten, Keith?
1: Yeah, so Ireland's a really good uh, really good pub grub um, uh, uh, country. We um, have There's a great uh, place called uh, the Abbey Tavern on the north side of Dublin, this small little fishing village called Hoax. And the Abbey Tavern does the best seafood ever. I mean, it is just coming off the boat, and they do a really good seafood chowder. So if you're ever in Dublin, uh, head up to Hoax and go to the Abbey Tavern.
0: All right, question number three. Keith, do you have a marching music pet peeve?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of all music and all music education, uh, will be over programming. Um, I think when a director, um, challenges his group by programming um, things that are difficult but but attainable. I think that's that's to be admired, but when a director picks music or a show or a program that's just not attainable, but maybe it's something that they want to achieve for themselves, I think that's not giving the kids a, a, a reasonable challenge, and I think it can actually do damage to your group, whether that's a concert band or marching band or drum corps. I think it's impor- important to program properly.
0: I love this next question. Number four, if you were going to form your own drum and bugle corps, Keith, and could name it anything you wanted to name it, what would it be? So can I give you two? Is that okay? Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: So I've had this idea. I might, they, um, I'm very close to uh, so the, the the idea of teaching special needs because of uh, family members in my own family. And I love the idea for many years, and I'm sure it'll be something that I do at some stage, of creating a program called Spectrum Drum Corps, um, where people of all types and all abilities are able to actually join. So that'll be one. But I have to give you an Irish one, which would be Nafina which means the warriors. And it's a, a, uh, it's a, it's a famous Irish myth about the Nafina and Fionn McCool and all the famous Irish heroes that were part of that, that tribe. So Nafina.
0: Keith, have you had the opportunity to experience the free players Drum and Bugle Corps yet?
1: Yeah, I have. I mean, that's I've been completely inspired by them honestly. As I said, my I'm very close to the subject with with a with a son that's on the spectrum myself and uh, I think the work that they do is absolutely incredible. I got to see them live in 2018 actually and that was that was pretty emotional.
0: It was. It was yeah. indeed. All right, last question in our box 5 deep dive. What is your favorite all-time musical memory? So, um it
1: it has to have been to um, the first ever time that my uh, concert band that I had started, I, I, I founded a concert band in 20 uh, when I was 19. And uh, we brought them to a national band championship. And in their first year, they they won that junior section and just the joy in their faces that they had and building something up from scratch. Those kids were the very first kids that I ever taught and for them to get to there. And then a number of years later, One of the young clarinet players that I had in that group went on to conduct the junior band and won the same competition. So uh, I still consider myself quite young, but to have one of my students uh, go through that full system and then go and conduct and win the same competition was was pretty special.
0: Keith, I am really looking forward to listening to Finding Drum Corps this summer. Thank you for picking up the load so I can go maybe have a a few weeks off during the summer. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Enjoy the fishing. (laughs) (laughs) I will. And tell me again, where can we find the podcast and when will each new episode be out? so um
1: you'll be able to find it on the field pass stream um so anyone that's already listening to this will be able to find it there and you'll also be able to find it and a number of other band related projects whether you're into wind band or brass band or marching band from around the world um you'll be able to find it on the global band room podcast as well where we talk to people from across the world about um, what's
0: happening in the band world right now at the moment Keith Kelly from Bands of Ireland and this summer's substitute host on the Field Pass. Thanks again, Keith. Thanks, Don. Help us to ensure a bright future for thousands of performers around the world. Donate today at dci.org slash march on. That's dci.org slash march on.